What's up, guys? Back with episode eight of the Saran Rep Podcast. I have my guest here, Kevin Haynes. I got it this time. <laughs> Last time I thought he was pointing at me. My hand was just <laughs> awkwardly here for 15 seconds. Anywho, um, Kevin, awesome dude right here, online fitness coach, uh, competes in bodybuilding. He was featured in Men's Health Magazine, and he's a YouTube connoisseur, but I'll let him introduce himself real quick to you guys. Yeah, now I got nothing left, so he had all the basic points. Uh, graduated uh, from Rutgers in 2018. I'm like 20, yeah, I'm 25. Um, and uh, yeah, my mom's not too happy about it, but didn't get much use out of that pharmacy degree. But um, yeah, full-time online coach. Uh, very fortunate to do. That's my been my dream job since uh, uh, probably like five, ten years ago. Um, so it's been life's been great. Got two beautiful little fur babies and uh, living life right now. Awesome, awesome. So, um, you know, let's start from the beginning. What got you into fitness? Ooh, all right, we're going in. We're going so, in, baby. So for me, um, just growing up, I was always like, um, yeah, I would say just, I was husky. I was uh, like a fat kid growing up, um, and I always just lacked like self-confidence and just like an appreciation or um, was never really comfortable in my own skin. So I was always like, okay, that kid was lucky that he has a six pack, like, okay, genetics. And that was right. always kind of like my fallback. I was like, oh, my genetics don't allow me to be as fit as the next guy. Although all I did was play video games and eat chips, but I didn't really understand that my actions were leading to the way I looked. Mm -hmm. So for me, just lacking that self-confidence, um, growing up always, I would always have my shoulders like rolled forward because I had man boobs. And um, so I never really even like stood up tall. I couldn't stand up tall. So I just really lacked that self-confidence. And I mean, now going to where we are, where I am now, I understand like the value of having that self-confidence and also what it does for my, uh, my clients who finally accomplish something that they've struggled with for so long. Like if you haven't lost 10 pounds, that's always like something you've wanted to do. Getting that control over it and accomplishing that goal is just like spreads into other aspects of your life and business, social life. Um, it just allows you to have, um, more confidence in your own abilities. And for me, that's just helped me uh, day to day with everything that I do. Um, so the way I got into fitness was um, after growing up being a fat kid, <laughs> uh, I, did, I still did like sports. So I did sports um, throughout when I was younger. When I got into high school, I was a thrower on the track team. I did football, I did basketball. Um, I started getting into a little training, like lifting weights yeah. to be better at my sports. Um, and then once I graduated, uh, I wasn't, I was a decent track thrower, but I wasn't, I wasn't like D1 level or I wasn't really good enough to really pursue it at a D1 level. And I already committed to going to Rutgers, um, which also looking back was a very great, uh, great choice. I loved to go in there. Um, so did my first semester, did crew. And then pretty much after that, hurt my lower back a little bit. Um, still continue to train the um, in the gyms, and then kind of fitness became my sport. Uh, people went up to me, and I was a freshman in college. Had a couple people ask me like, "Hey, do you compete?" Like, and I finally started understanding like what that was. I was like, hey, "What do you mean compete?" So they were talking about like men's physique or bodybuilding, like getting on stage, getting all tanned up, shave, remove all your body hair, and then get up on stage. Um, so that's when that kind of opened up the avenue of the competitive side. Um, and I guess I can cut it here, but I did end up competing. Um, I think that summer it was like 2013, my first like you were show. You in physique, right? Yeah. yeah. And my first show in 2013, uh, I can honestly say I looked like crap. <laughs> I looked terrible for that first one. I didn't even know that people are flexing on Instagram during their pictures. When I was up on stage, there was like 30 people. 
And uh, I was, I think I was like third to last. Um, and it was, I was relatively lean, but I didn't have the training years. Uh, but also I didn't know what I was doing and that, I'm so thankful for that experience. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge failure that we can think about um, that I just, I had this prep and I didn't look that great. I didn't even get close to placing, have my fam come out for it. But what I learned that day was so important and it just made me thirsty for understanding how to look better. That's what put me into looking at research, understanding nutrition and actually what matters uh, with training, like what's in our control, what we can improve with. Um, so I'm actually like looking back, very thankful for that failure because that's what allowed me to further understand and have a deeper uh, thirst for knowledge for nutrition and training. So that's kind of the really long answer to kind of how I got into fitness, competitive fitness, and then kind of over time, um, develop my knowledge so I could start helping others. I love that you said that you, you learned so you took away so much from that first initial failure and look what you've accomplished now. Uh, I think it's a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I think that people fail, fear failure. Yeah. That's, that's generally where I'm trying to like go into like people would take a look at that, like maybe going into their first competition and not doing as well as they imagine. Obviously if it's your first show, you might not do as well as you hoped because there's so many things you have to understand and learn and it's all trial and error as to what works for you. Mm-hmm. But you were able to take that and transcend that into such a, a huge journey for yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys ever take a look into his content, it's some of the most in-depth, um, you know, researched and well-articulated content I've ever seen. Like he talks about things so in-depth and I, I'm able to educate myself from a lot of the things he posts and you don't really see that a lot. Like I feel like in fitness, it's so saturated mm-hmm. and people just post a lot of generalities and you know, most of the time, like where are they even getting this information from? It's yeah. not, there's no credibility but behind it. Yeah, I mean, you could be like a good looking person, you can have a nice body and people will believe that. You can sell that all day. Mm-hmm. But for you to actually take the time to sit down and like really show that you're committed to educating yourself and uh, kind of, uh, you know, enlarging your perspective on this, it, it just says a lot about you. On a side note, I really wanted to bring this up. So I know Kevin through my cousin, Ken, and uh, one of the first memories I have as a freshman, he brought me to Bush campus and I actually sat down with you for breakfast. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember you were just like showing me around and we, <laughs> we went over to like the tray with all the eggs. Oh, like, it was breakfast. Yeah. yeah. So you were like, do you want some eggs? I was like, sure. So like you, I grabbed like three hard boiled eggs for myself. Kev took the entire tray. I didn't understand what was going on. I was just a freshman. I didn't really know about, you know, bodybuilding and physique competition. So I was like, why is this guy taking all the eggs? And he literally consumed, I think like close to like 50 or 60 hard boiled eggs. Yeah. I think at that time, I was I like, this dude really loves eggs. <laughs> that was like my, uh, my breakfast in the morning. It was typical. And we had, we had trays at the time. So now we don't have trays, so you can only get two bowls, but I would have like four bowls or six bowls of six eggs. So it would always be like, I think like 36 eggs. And I would take the yolk out because that was the leanest protein source that I could get for breakfast. Because <laughs> otherwise it was like sausage and like French toast. And I was like, I got to keep the calories down because I want some ice cream on the side. I don't want to waste my calories on sausage. Dude, I was just source. sitting there in awe. Like I was like, how is this kid eating 30 eggs in front of me right now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was my best or worst choice, but uh that was, uh, that was my thing back then. But uh, I do want to circle back on what you said uh, with Instagram content. Um, and that was like um, a big goal of mine and something that I don't like. A lot of people with great physiques, uh, they are, I want to say in a way, 
selling short like what they could be accomplishing like absolutely um some people that have like great physiques and like they'll show of course like a mirror selfie wow you look great then they just have like a like a like a, a arm flex emoji and that's their caption right i like people when they tell the story of how they got to where they are so if i'm like okay this ifbb pro looks awesome but he's like hey at this size like i'm eating uh 3200 calories a day like these are my macros and it's like oh well, so that guy loses weight on those calories. Maybe like, what does that mean for me? Like if I see an IFBB pro that's like, yo, I have to diet down to 1800 calories per day, puts in perspective to me, like I'm half your size. I'm probably gonna have to push in some way uh, similar. So it's cool. I like seeing the people share their stories, what they've learned. So for me, um, I feel that everyone can read like a textbook or something, try to spit facts. Of course you, Research isn't perfect. You can almost always yeah. find a study. There's such a volume of research that a study will show like one thing being valid and then another one may show the counterpoint. So sometimes you will have some arguments uh, building up on that. So I don't think people should just spew out like always 100% research. I like giving the application yeah. of what we know Absolutely. to be true. Because everyone knows you need a calorie deficit to lose weight. But what about someone who works like 12 hours a day and like doesn't have the same like food choices, can't meal prep. It's like, okay, well, if you have to eat out and like you have to travel to like California for like a three day trip, you're on 14 hours a day of like um, uh, in services and stuff. Like how do you apply this broad scheme what we know to work calorie deficit? Yeah. How do you apply that to your lifestyle? And those are the things I like to pick up on and try to like talk about um, like how to apply these principles. Yeah. I think what comes with being like a great teacher and educator is that not only do you have to explain in detail what the person is doing, but um, I've noticed when I'm learning from someone, the best teachers always explain concepts, mm -hmm. right? And it's, it's more of like a broad range, but if you're explaining concepts and they're able to take, apply the technique of whatever you're, you're, uh, you're teaching to them and then help them use that to their understanding and their own application, I think that speaks a lot more volume than just, you know, saying, hey, you need to follow this set of macros, mm -hmm. or you're just doing exactly what this person is doing for their type of success. It's, you know, it's case by case scenario. 100%. And I think that's a big issue with fitness in general. Mm -hmm. It's not like a one size fits all. I mean, like we all need it. And this is something I like to say is like, kind of like, it is a one size fits all in terms of like, there's usually principles we have to abide by. Mm -hmm. Like everyone knows like, you want to lose weight, calorie deficit. But what we have to do to get to that calorie deficit is very individualized. Yeah. Like not like two people. Um, and I've seen this time and time again with clients is like, Two clients, both 260 pounds, both want to lose 20 pounds. One's weight will start moving at 2,200 calories. The other may have to dig down to like 1,500. I've seen it happen, and it's just maybe lifestyle factors, genetic, so uh, metabolic rate, and it's just maybe one guy is an office worker. And it's, it's kind of cool, but um, the way we just apply that concept of which you know to work, calorie deficit, it's different per person. Just like if uh, we know progressive overload and like total weekly volume in terms of our training is important, but like if someone can only get to the gym three times a week for someone else six times a week, probably we'll go full body split with one and maybe like a different breakdown for the other person. Yeah. So principles, set PRs in the gym, try to get stronger, but the way and like the way we put that program together to fit someone's lifestyle is different. Yeah, that's why I'm very, um, I'm very, like I, I think a lot into programming mm -hmm. and when I, I look at fitness coaches it's hard for me to like gain trust because I don't know if they're like taking all these things into account yeah 
that's what you know turns me off about the fitness industry. And sometimes when we do try to dig so deep and we try to control like the minute details, like hit 96% of your one rep max, hit 92.5%, sometimes it's a kiss scenario. And especially for my lifestyle clients, sometimes it's like, hey man, do a four by 10, keep one to two reps left in the tank, but try to get stronger through these 12 weeks. Yeah. And sometimes like, especially for the lifestyle people, keeping it that simple makes it easy to just like get that confidence, slowly hit five pound PRs. Um, but I mean, the, the flip side is like, if you have an advanced client, yeah. like a power lifter, they need those minute details. Yeah, they need absolutely. like, Hey man, we need RPE nine this week, RPE eight next week. We're going 97.5% of my one rep max. And they enjoy that. Yeah. They're like, they want to dig deep into the numbers and optimize, but sometimes simplicity is a, it's a magic, magic word for uh, lifestyle people. Yeah, absolutely. Cause they're not as, um, I wouldn't say they're not as, uh, why can't I like use my words today? <laughs> They're not so like ingrained in the details because they're lifestyle and it's not like, you know, consuming their life, so to mm -hmm. speak. It's just like there because they want to have make healthier choices and, you know, get to a certain weight. Yeah. But I'm going to backtrack to Kevin a little bit. That's, that's me. You. That's you. That's I think. Oh, we have a, we have a listener. We're in like a really weird situation right now. We're in the academic building in one of the classrooms. I wasn't sure if there's class today, but we had to steer some uh, student in the right direction because apparently there was supposed to be. There is a class today. We're the professors. We, we are the professors. Student. We One took over. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> his earphones are on. Yeah, he's not paying attention, but that's fine. I'll talk to him <laughs> later after class. And <laughs> yeah, <I think. laughs> See me after class. Um, anywho, backtracking to Kevin, I want to kind of fast forward. So you had to make kind of a, a big decision, you know, oh, yeah. with your career. So you, you graduated farm school, mm -hmm. right? And you were on track to be a pharmacist, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. But now you're doing online coaching full time. Mm -hmm. So it's taking me through that process, taking taking me through exactly what you were thinking and how you kind of knew like in your intuition that, you know, maybe I should give this a try full time and, you know, stop what I'm doing. Yeah. So there were a lot of variables in that situation. This was uh, 20, 2018. So I was just graduating, just did a year of rotations, pretty much worked the full time lifestyle of a pharmacy, pharmacist, mm -hmm. but paying to work those because it was rotation year. You're not paid, you're paying tuition. Um, but kind of got a taste of like what it's going to be like working as a pharmacist um, and just like having 40 hours a week of doing your work. Um, and pharmacy to me wasn't always something like I was like super passionate about, like, all right, I want to want to be a pharmacist like this. It was kind of that I know in six years, like I'm going to be helping people, going to be able to support a family, be able to start a family. And that was something that was really appealing to me. Um, but my dream and that my passion that just grew because um, I was learning health and fitness, mastering my own body. Um, and I started my coaching business for other people. Um, once I mastered like what my own progress was, yeah. I felt comfortable, took some free clients on my friends. Once I knew that I was getting them results, then I started like low ticket coaching and then expanding to learning by teaching other people. Um, and over time that was growing, but, um, so I guess 2018, it was, uh, I was getting my degree and my dream was to be a full-time online coach. I was coaching at the time, but I mean, honestly, I can even give you guys the numbers. It wasn't something that I was on pace to live off of. It was like maybe 20, 30 K for a year. And you know, I would have to really cut it down on expenses to like, just like fully be able to live there. You almost have to bet on yourself too. When you go into a business like this, exactly. Nothing's guaranteed. A hundred percent. And <laughs> we'll get back to that. And, um, um, Keep going. I'm just gonna see what the timestamp is. Do your thing, man. 
Uh, so 2018 rolled around and then it was that decision like, hey, we got my degree. I'm $125,000 in debt. Cool. Um, cool. Awesome. <laughs> love it. Um, I'm a, I want to, my dream is to be a full-time online coach. Like I already had a job lined up to do part-time pharmacy and like shop, right? Um, in the community setting that would pay the bills, maybe do a 50, 50 split, try to grow my coaching business, 50% pharmacy and then grow. But at that time I never got mentor mentorship on the business end of things. I just was kind of going, going by on my own, like, okay, clients come to me, email me if you want coaching, we'll do like 200 bucks for a 12 week program. Um, let alone personal training rates is like 2000 for that same kind of time frame, And I can objectively say I was getting better results, especially for weight loss clients. So at that time, that was the, the path that I could have taken the 20 hours and 20 hours. But I said, Hey, let me invest in a mentor. Let's double down because um, I'm graduating right now. I got 20 days until graduation. My last rotation just ended. I think it was April 30th. Graduation was May 15th. I was like, I already have these 20 days before I have to start doing my boards and studying for that. Let me get a mentor and let's try to like, let's try to make this my full-time job now. Let's get my dream started sooner than tapering over time with like, my pharmacy time comes down, coaching time comes up. So I invested in a mentor and that was the single best thing that investment I've ever made. I invested everything but a few hundred dollars in my bank account. Um, and then I think I got my first client just right around that graduation point. Um, I just pretty much it was paying for a college course. Um, so and what was telling business. you to just go all in with this? Like when did you have that, that pivotable moment where you're just like, you know what, I'm going to do this full time. So for me, um, I knew that that's what I wanted to do, but I didn't know that, that it was going to be lucrative enough unless I took 200 clients on at a time. Right. Cause I was like $200 per like 12 weeks. Uh, I need like a hundred or 200 clients to really make something I can live off of. And honestly, like even conceptualizing that, I was like, are my clients going to be best served if I have 200 clients? Yeah. So that That's was a lot. That, a lot of thinking was going on there. But then I did uh, find my mentor, Sterling Griffin uh, of uh, Life Changer Academy. So he was great. Um, and I heard about him from a, like Amanda Bucci. She spoke positively of, of him and uh, I knew she was doing well. So I was like, okay, somebody I know is doing well, speaking highly of this other person. So that was kind of their that social proof. Um, and that person, Amanda Bucci, isn't going to put her name up, um, against someone or like vouch for someone who didn't serve her right exactly. with that kind of platform. So like, let me trust this guy. I got some money in the bank at that time. I didn't after that investment, but it paid off. And I just, the biggest thing though, is I doubled down. You can buy the best, you can, you can buy the best fitness program me or Jason's program. <laughs> but if you don't do any work on your own, if you don't adapt the principles that we're teaching, you're not going to get anywhere. So for me, investing in that plan, I had all this content to consume, but it wasn't going to do anything for me unless I applied it to my business and applied those things that I was learning. So <laughs> in like 10 to 15 days, I was like, I'm gonna consume all this content and just start implementing. And anyone, like if you make any investment in your education, uh, your fitness, you got to implement, you got to implement what you learn or else you're not going to get any changes. Like you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't implement or make a change or exactly. use it, you're not going to get anywhere. So that's kind of um, where I went, doubled down, made that investment, implemented as hard as I could because I knew I had a time constraint. If I can't, if I don't make a dollar in like 30, 60 days, it's gonna, we're gonna be in a bad spot <laughs> and I really, and then I'm gonna have to push my dream off even further yeah. and take my time full time studying for the NAPLEX because you have to get um, your board certified. So you put a timeline on this. 
pretty much, I was like, if I can't make this really happen in like 30 to 45 days, get like my first like clients, um, it's, it's looking like you're going to have to just double down and like start studying. And I think at that same time during that summer, me and my girlfriend moved in together. There was rent that was going to be coming up. Um, I think the first few months too, cause she had a full-time job as an engineer. I was like, Hey, like this time, like you're probably gonna have to handle maybe 50, 60%, maybe a little bit on the higher end while I'm trying to grow this thing. Um, <laughs> Do you think putting a timeline on this is what drove you to, you know, um, find success so quickly or do you think that it, maybe it was counterintuitive? I think, the, yeah, there's two ways that could go, but I think for me, it worked really well just because okay. I was like, bro, like, you have no stream of income coming in and like, you're an, you're an adult now. Um, <laughs> you don't have the excuse, for me, like, school was always nice and it kind of like allowed me to grow my business very slowly. Mm -hmm. It's interesting now that I'm even like thinking about this, but like school was always my excuse of like, okay, like I'm doing something so we can slowly grow this business because like I don't have responsibilities yet. My responsibility is go to school, learn, get good exactly. grades. Exactly, you can baggage. Exactly, but then like once like, I would like, that goes away. I have nothing under me. I don't have the excuse of being a student. It's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, you gotta, you gotta produce now. Um, so I think that that really motivated me to implement really quickly, consume that knowledge. It was stuff that I was passionate about and interested in learning. So I was able to like absorb it, um, and then implement it. But, um, for other people, you don't want to cut corners if you, you have these time constraints. Um, so for me, it really worked well cause I, I had a great mentor. I implemented the things, but sometimes if like you give yourself that 30 day window, you still got to make sure that you're thorough enough in making sure that everything is accomplished. Cause some people, if you're on a time constraint, you start cutting corners, maybe you're not putting out as great a product. Um, so for me, um, I think that time constraint really, really was a big motivator in me, like getting that initial, uh, some space or getting something under my feet, um, getting that foundation, I guess. Yeah. One thing I admire about you is that you knew from the get-go you had to be all in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I wish I knew that earlier on once I like started my round to entrepreneurship. Because originally when I graduated, I went to a full-time job hmm. for about one week. And then I was like, I can't do this. I can't sit down and work for someone else. So I, I literally left. My parents were furious. Yeah. So for about a year, I was you know looking at jobs. I actually interviewed at Google, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I made it to the final interview. And even then, I was like, this still doesn't feel right to me. Like. Hmm. I, I have all these ideas in my head, like I'm just gonna double down on what I think is right. So, I mean, I, I ended up not getting the Google job, which sucked, but it was a big, um, I think that was like a big uh, moment in my life where I was just like, okay, I could have had this dream job. I mean, I never imagined working for Google. That was a great opportunity for me. And for me to even be considered in the final interview amongst um, uh, you know, a wide array of other people being considered, I was like, okay, maybe I do have some sort of talent or mm -hmm. people see things in me. It's a whatever. confidence booster. and It's also maybe a blessing in disguise, especially like kind of qualified you like, yo, like Google knows you got something in you. Yeah. And then it's like, how do I apply and like use that? And I hope it was big at building that confidence. And then also it kind of lets you like do your thing. You're not working for Google. Like now you can work yeah. yourself. Yeah. So I kind of, I took that with a grain of salt and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe people see things in me for a reason. And um, like you said before too, mentorship's huge. Yeah. I didn't have a mentor like you, but I had my older brother who's a pretty successful serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So for him to back, back me, and he's been so um, key in my own entrepreneurship journey, uh, I've been able to kind of accelerate my career because of him and I'm learning from all of his mistakes. And I'm doing it at such a faster rate. Yeah. So he's like, you know, he's a big, 
is a big key in my journey as to where I'm going. So I appreciate him in my life. But I think that's a, a huge thing. If you guys are looking into you know opening up your own small business or going into entrepreneurship, you need to have someone there that's going to guide you in the right direction. Like don't get me wrong, you're still going to mess up and have so many fucked up moments, but you need someone there to kind of just steer you and keep you level-headed and make sure that you're going down the right path when things aren't going your way, so to speak. Yeah, and with and with that mentorship, like um, my mentor, like he was, <laughs> he he made mistakes of like that made me even like homeless. Um, so we skipped those mistakes that we could have been making pause on for our a own. second. I think I'm just gonna. Switch. Oh, cool. Very did it automatically. Keep going. Oh, cool. All right. But yeah, so like mentorship is huge, and I would I would I would agree. That's probably one of the biggest things I can recommend. So for me, it was like I'm good at like fitness coaching and stuff. My clients get good results, but like this whole business, like structuring the business, setting prices, like. Um, calling and doing outreach instead of waiting for people to come email me for coaching. Understanding those processes just like scaled everything so much quicker and I didn't have to figure it all out on my own. A lot of times what having a mentor does is like, your mentor out of probably a lot of time in trial and error. Let's think of me, because all I do, I'm a mentor for, I'm a professional mentor. Yeah. All I do is I coach people, I help them skip the trial and error that I went through my first five, six, seven years of training when I looked like crap for men's physique, I wasn't prioritizing the right things cut all that like the mistakes that I made and just efficiently get to a plan so we're double doubling down on the principles that actually get the results for my clients and like cutting out all the fluff like cutting out yeah. like okay you gotta eat it this time you gotta train it this time it's like nah man like focus on these you're gonna be all right and we're gonna make it's this almost like you're streamlining streamlining everything they're doing exactly so for us with like our business mentors like your brother's probably like uh, don't don't do this probably start here and like you already skipped like maybe six months that could have set you back yeah um, for me and like my mentor, he was like, no, 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 focus on like ads would be here instead of here. And then it's like, okay, so you're already going off a really good data set and you're just like trimming the fat off of like yeah. a lot of wasted time. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, you know, you should double down on uh, mentorship. You should have like-minded people or people that are more successful than you so you can learn off of them. I think that's a huge, a huge factor, um, as you're coming up into entrepreneurship you need to be uh, surrounded by people guiding you in the right direction at all times. Uh, and yeah. I, like, I want to uh, circle back on or uh, double down. Yeah, double down, I guess, is the word of the day, but on the community aspect. That. What's up? You trademark that and make t-shirts. There we go, double down. <laughs> well, actually, KFC's already got it. It's like the chicken on chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah. I still didn't get one. But community, like community is huge. I'm a super competitive person. Like, we're playing Super Smash Bros. I want to win. We're doing anything. Like, I want to win. We're eating I want to I guess eat my burger faster but like a lot I'm just really competitive no matter what it is yeah. and then that's played really well for me in business because I got in the right kind of community so like joining LCA I'm with a bunch of other online coaches someone's like I we made this goal like this month I'm like why can't I do that why why can Sam do that this month that means like we're in the same spot we got all the same resources available to us we I have an Instagram, they have an Instagram, Facebook, we have accounts. That's so, one thing I, I wish people realize a lot more. Like there's yeah. so many resources available. If the same resources are available to someone you know and they're in a place that you wanna be, there's literally no reason why you can't accomplish the same thing they accomplished. And they can be your resource. They can then yeah, help, they can then help you get off like all their trial and error as well. But um, yeah, it's just like we all got these resources, but like for me, like having a community, people that are in like like-minded, not even, they don't have to be in your exact like niche or like whatever you're doing, but like people that maybe with the entrepreneurial like minds, it's cool to like even talk about like your goals together and like yeah. push each other. 
Um, for me, having other coaches where I'm like, okay, their successes motivate me just because my friends like hit a big like business goal, then I'm like, why can't I do that? Exactly. And then shoot for it. Um, I have one more question for you before we kind of wrap things up. I like Saran to ask, wrap it up. Saran wrap it up. Um, what do you think, this is a very, I guess, deep question, but it's very general. What's your purpose in life? So my purpose, I had a feeling that this would come up, and um, so I've always had to kind I of like all think my about this. Yeah, it's, a, it's always a, it's one of those really broad questions. But for me, it's kind of, my purpose is kind of, I, I kind of talked about how I grew up and how I grew up with like low self-confidence. I, I knew I didn't like how I felt my own skin. I just felt like I couldn't really accomplish much because I didn't have control over a lot of areas of my life. Fitness gave me that little bit of control over just like seeing changes, putting an effort into my body and seeing changes happen. I was like, whoa, if I put in effort, I get a result that I like. Yeah. And that mindset bled into academics. I got my doctorate. It bled into my business. We're doing all right. And it's bleeding into other areas because it just gave me that underlying confidence where it's like, hey, if you put in enough effort into a good enough plan, you're going to get a result. Um, so my purpose is to help people in the fitness realm um, avoid that lack of self-confidence that I had growing up and help kickstart their confidence. So teaching them and giving them that, I guess, that kickstart of confidence, getting a little bit of results with their physique, making things because with fitness and like losing like your first 10 pounds, if you've struggled with that 10 pounds, um, you think it's this big daunting like, oh, my life has to change, they drop 10 pounds. I want to step in for these clients or these people that come to me and be like, no, like let's focus on three things. Let's hit these goal calories, hit your protein, enjoy like some ice cream at the end of the day and you're going to see your weight start moving. And they're like, wow, I can do this. Business, then they like walk in with that same like, I lost two pounds, like I couldn't do that previous. That business block that they have, they're like, oh, like I can do this if I put in a little more, more effort here. So I guess my purpose is to one, um, help people avoid that lack of self-confidence that I had growing up. I love that. Um, and then also just simplify this whole fitness realm and be something sustainable and something we can all implement, um, I guess, in the long term. So you kind of, I guess you kind of felt that sense of purpose growing in you as you were just coming up and kind of understanding mm -hmm. your place in the fitness industry and experimenting and starting to coach. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just like, especially with like my content and stuff, um, I just realized like, I don't want to coach like these high level bodybuilders and make them even better. I like, because I've, I know where I came from. Like, I didn't understand all this. <laughs> I was like, yeah. nutrition, I, I would be like, yo mom, are these, uh, are these Lay's sour cream and onion potato chips fattening? She'd be like, no nah, honey, they're, they're all right. If, if you don't eat too many of them. She was right though. If you don't eat the whole bag and it fits your daily like energy requirements, you're right. gonna be okay. So thanks mom, she's kinda <laughs> out of the point. But uh, I, I do wanna just like simplify it cause like I was intimidated by like whole fitness thing. I thought I wasn't one of the lucky ones born with a six pack running around in gym class. Just, running laps around me. I want people to know like your genetics aren't holding you back. Um, anyone can get more fit. Um, and it's just like focusing on the, the right principles. Don't like get stressed out about your meal timing and make that like your number one priority. That's not the place you wanna, that's not your biggest ROI, your return on investment of your stress, your time, your mentality. Um, and that's kinda, I found my place even when I was thinking about like, what am I trying to post? What am I trying to educate others? And mainly it's the 80-20 principle. What's 
the 20% of our choices or things to focus on that gets 80% of results because nobody got time for that. No <laughs> one's got eight hours a day to give to their fitness. I'd rather make you most efficient with like your 30 minutes, your 45 minutes yeah. of mental time you're giving to your fitness. I love that. That was a very clear and articulated answer. Oh, thank you. I, love <laughs> I think it's streamed there. You know, Kevin just talked about kind of how his purpose dictated everything he's been doing. And I think, I think this is a very um, undervalued aspect that people overlook. I think without a clear purpose in life, you're kind of just wandering around and you're, you, you know, you're bopping to, you know, different people. You're, 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 you may have a job now and you might not have a clear path, but I think once you really dial down and figure out what you're passionate about doing, for me, um, I always had this kind of innate belief in myself that I wanted to help people and I wanted to, I wanted to change the world in some capacity, but I didn't know how. I always knew that I liked helping others. I liked others. Uh, I liked making people feel good about themselves. You know, I like making people laugh. And it, it took me so long for me to realize that I, I need to, I need to figure out how to do this, and and be able to support myself. That's when I started Alpha Fitness, which is a clothing company. Um, I started another business with my brother, which is a digital agency. So I help other small to medium-sized businesses in New Jersey, you know, whether it's web development, stuff like that. But for me to take my experiences and transmute them, and basically what I'm trying to say is my experiences and uh, learning from my mistakes and giving uh, whatever skills I have to help others you know, learn from and, and have a, a positive ROI in whatever business that may be, I feel like I'm on the right path, mm -hmm. right? I, I guess to simplify that, I just like helping others. Mm. And I think that's really what's dictating everything I'm doing in life. That's why I started a podcast. I want people to learn and take this conversation, learn from it. Okay, Kevin's been great. I'm gonna go look at his content. Now I learned so much that literally has changed my life. Kevin's my coach now. That's awesome. Um, you know, whether it is, it's just, a, it's just a generality that I want people to take away. Um, you need to have a purpose in life. It's gonna dictate everything you do. And I think that's what's really gonna take away a lot of anxiety and a lot of doubt in your life because I, I feel guided almost mm -hmm. you know I, I noticed that once I started helping others and I started you know going into a business where I'm actually making a meaningful impact on them it took away so much self-doubt in myself mm -hmm. even if when I started out and I wasn't making so much money I knew I was on the right path because I made someone actually feel something mm -hmm. you know and now it's yeah it's becoming a little bit more lucrative and all that stuff is coming in, which is a great secondary thing to me, but my primary concern is just helping others. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I admire about you because I feel like you, you figured that out uh, a while back and you doubled down on yourself, you bet on yourself. And that's, you, get, you need to have balls in this world. You know, when you, when you set out to do something and you feel like it's the right thing to do, go for it with everything you have. Mm -hmm. And I do wanna, with that being said, something that really sticks with me for especially anyone in business and definitely is in that same vein, um, is, and my mentor helped me come, come to this conclusion because he was like, yeah, we almost, his company almost went bankrupt when he lost sight of like this principle. And it's, if you focus on the money and making money, your client's results will suffer. Because um, you're a mentor, I'm yeah. a mentor. So our clients, we gotta get them results and that's us helping them. Um, and they're usually investing in us to get a result. Um, and oftentimes that investment is also them saying to themselves, like, I'm gonna implement. So like when someone pays me, it's like, okay, I'm ready, Kevin, I'm gonna follow what you say, I'm ready to implement. Same, same thing with probably the people investing in your digital company as well. Um, so the principle is, is uh, if you focus on the money coming in and trying to make more money and you're focusing on that, your clients are gonna, their, their results are gonna suffer. 
and that's going to inevitably the money's going to dry up. Yeah. Then the, when you focus on the money, your clients suffer, and then the money dries up. You can't focus on money first. So you focus on your clients' results. Always make that your priority. If you focus on your clients' results, the money will follow. So don't focus on the money. Focus on your clients' results. If you have happy clients, getting good results, you're helping them. Everybody's happy, and that investment for them was worth it. Yeah, they're happy with their investment. You're happy. I mean, you made money, which is cool. But also, like, I hate <laughs> the worst thing. The biggest thing I hate is if a client pays me in full, and then they just don't implement the plan. They don't get any results, and it's me like chasing them down week to week. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. But there's something to be said, like. If you get that same payment, but you get to help that person drop 10, 15, 20 pounds, yeah. that makes it rewarding for everyone. So everybody's exactly. happy. And that's what really helps me feel fulfilled doing what I do. And that's what I love. So any business people, any entrepreneurs out there, um, focus on just, again, um, exceeding your clients' expectations, get them good results. Money's gonna follow if you just have that history of success with happy clients. So always be refining your skills and just uh, putting them first. Service first, money second. That was so nice. Cool. <laughs> um, I think that's it's gonna wrap it up for uh, episode eight. Thank you so much, Mr. Hedge Nasty. <laughs> no problem. Where can the people find you if they want to look you up? All right. If you want to find me, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Hedge Nasty. Uh, Nasty. We were talking before. You can pronounce it however. I won't be mad. <laughs> um, so. That's H-E-J-N-A-S-T-Y. Um, if you're interested in coaching, just add coaching to the end of that. I have uh, my client testimonials there. And then if you're- Almost everything like right here. Yeah, right there. And then also I have YouTube. Um, and I'm still putting out content for my 36 week diet into bodybuilding. Wanted to challenge myself because I've been doing this fitness thing for a long time. And I know my clients adopting a new lifestyle, getting into fitness, it's kind of that same challenge. Them right. just getting in and me going for a bodybuilding show. So I wanted to motivate them through adding some difficulty. So that's youtube.com slash hedge nasty. You can follow me there as well. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Thank you for having me on, man. It's been a blast and I uh, hope you guys got value out of it. It's been fun hanging and uh, looking forward to this uh, fortune telling story. <laughs> that's going to be uh, off the camera and that's a uh, wrap. <laughs>